Greetings is co-hosted and co-produced by Bobby O'Rourke and Dan Conroy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at GreetingsPod or on Twitter at GreetingsCast for weekly updates, photos, and to see what card we're talking about that week. Greetings and welcome to Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast. I am the first of your hosts, Bobby O'Rourke. And I'm also Dan Conroy. That's right. Dan, we have come up to a really quite special holiday season. However, I'm going to disappoint you later in the conversation, but I'll save that for later. Here's why. Oh, cool, man. (laughs) I, I realized through news outlets and other people being smarter than me today that Ramadan, Easter, and Passover are all happening at the same time, or will, because Easter mm. will be this coming Sunday. Passover starts later this week, and Ramadan has been going on for a week or two already. So and, we're and in Ramadan is a full, not to interrupt you, but Ramadan is a full month, correct? Yes, I think so. Yeah, it's a full, okay. full, full month, and I've had some Muslim friends, and they really throw a party at the end of it, because finally they can eat before sundown. So, man, they're like, yeah, we're ready to rip or have a good time at the end of it. The joy that must be after fasting for the full day, and then at sunset, I remember staying with some friends in California for a minute, and a lot of them were students of a university, and one of them was Muslim, and it was during Ramadan, and we were all, you know, partying late into the night, and then, you know, 1 a.m. rolls around, and I just hear a microwave going, and the student was cooking food, and I was like, what's what's happening? And he just goes, yeah, I literally haven't eaten all day. Because right. I was like, <laughs> Understandable. that's, that's got to be both... Very difficult, but also that feeling of not having been able to eat all day and those first bites of food must be very satisfying. So that is my knowledge of it as far as it goes. So they're all basically coalescing in the same time this time around. This year, yeah, it doesn't always happen that way. But I was thinking about cards because that's that's why we're here in many that's ways. That's the point that's, of this. That's one, yeah, exactly. that's one of the main reasons. We could have done something else on a Monday night, but here we are. Yeah, we should throw in just to see who's paying attention one episode about a completely different subject like Beverly Hills Cop and just see if anyone notices that we've changed tack completely for one episode. It's so funny you should say that because I would say between the Harold Faltermeyer song Axel F, which I do have on vinyl, and one of my favorite <laughs> jokes about the banana and the tailpipe, it's a classic a piece of 80s cinema. We should do, I mean, most of our episodes are pretty close to being about something else. It's just a it's usually either about candy or about Stephen King installments and series. And what what else do we focus on? We have a couple of things. You you used to have the you had the chart that showed basically. Oh, I do. I, th- I think that's in our back catalog. We have not yet released the chart episode. I can go dig it up maybe, and that's that's one of our safeties. We'll do the chart episode one time and see who's really paying attention. You ding dings. It's cool if you just use us for background noise when you're trying to sleep or in the shower. We're like Joe Para, just trying to you know we we're not talking you to sleep. We're more like talking you to awake. What a horrible show to fall asleep to to hear us just blabbing on and on in your ear. I scream a lot. But so you were thinking about greeting cards during this time and and what revelation came about you babs well the tenuous grasp of our podcast aside i was looking (laughs) and researching in my own way to see okay are there traditions in either ramadan or passover for greeting cards and unfortunately well not unfortunately just the way things are i really struggled to find a tradition of greeting cards for either holiday they exist i've seen a few and i was going to bring some examples but honestly they're not terribly off the beaten track they, they wouldn't really illuminate anything although i have seen easter cards too but even those i have found to be kind of straightforward maybe a little lackluster depending on your opinion so i was wondering 
do you now or did you ever exchange or get Easter greeting cards? Because I can go back to Passover and Ramana, but us both being uh, with our, our, our heritages celebrating Easter, did you ever get any or were they also not a thing, not a card holiday? I did get Easter cards when I was younger as it was a gift-giving holiday for my family, uh, from my extended family, I would say. So in lieu of my family members being able to join us for, let's say, an Easter egg hunt where a bunny, I'm guessing, lays eggs and then you go collect them for the small Milky Ways inside that have gone stale. Instead of... They were never stale. My aunt uh, bought fresh candy. Instead of... (laughs) She's being, a lovely woman. Instead of being available to join us then, there would be some kind of monetary exchange, which I don't think is that uncommon for younger children for Easter. It's, you know, like Christmas in that fashion where you would receive maybe a small monetary gift or something in the candy department. Like I said, we love talking about that. So I do recall receiving Easter cards. And we've spoken in the past about how for those that maybe either A, aren't aware, or B, just don't celebrate. Easter is such a weird dichotomy between the more religious, for those who practice Christianity, and the secular, which seems to be a pagan amalgamation of chicks and bunnies and grass and chocolate and more chocolate. So I often received more of the secular pagan cards in less of the like straight up gold cross on the front, Christ done died for you to live today. So enjoy this Cadbury. And I will say I have nothing to offer as to what those cards said or did because they were pretty bland. And I think we we spoken about. <laughs> I this. wouldn't even say bland. It's it's more like they don't have at least in the Western Christianity because in I know in Orthodox Christianity Easter is is the primary holiday as and opposed it's to Christmas. decorative. It is very decorative and it's Orthodox. very decorative, very very lush, very Byzantine. Yeah, and the iconography, you know, is is different. But in a way, it kind of makes sense because Easter is the resurrection, whereas uh, you know any baby can be born. I don't mean to call out the Western Christians, but come on, he's just a baby at that. And they point. say right. a manger like it was. So so friggin' inconvenient. I'm sorry, you had straw, you had donkeys. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how cold it was in the evening. It was the desert, so it was probably pretty cold. Most women these days in hospital have at least three wise men taking care of them, if not more. You know, it's not that special. They say that the straw-filled mattress is so incredibly ergonomic, it beats Tempur-Pedic. I mean, it's the standard over at Cedar sinai That's true. I've seen that on a bus ad. Yeah. I don't think I got any Easter cards. I did get Easter eggs that my mom would hide jelly beans and quarters and gift certificates to the local bagel shop in. So I had that. (laughs) But looking around the stores, I thought, oh, maybe I'd get an Easter greeting card to, you know, see if they're any good. And a lot of them are overtly religious, which is fine, but they're not any different, really. They're all messages of hope and peace and love. And I couldn't recall if I got any as a kid, and I guess I really didn't. That wasn't a holiday we exchanged cards for very regularly. I would say if I did get a religious card around Easter, it would have been from a leader of the church that I was a part of when I was going to church when I was younger. So for those who might not know, I was an altar boy for 10 years, an altar server. For 10 years. What a scoop. This is a greetings exclusive. I did it until the age of 18 years old because I wasn't really even into the dogma by that point. I just, I had to. You weren't? You're not into the Nicomian Council? It was the Council of Trent that took it away from me. You know, I feel like a priest should have multiple wives. No, I, um, (laughs) I, 
I didn't like Vatican II, just keep it in Latin. No, I, I had basically checked out by that point, but what I thought would be funny is let's just see if they'll let me continue to be an altar server well into growing a beard. And the joke's on them because they let me. <laughs> um, so I, I did have a wonderful youth group leader. Her name was Liz. And she would give me cards because she was my sponsor for confirmation. So I remember she would give me the more religious cards for those holidays, which were Mm -hmm. wonderful because even if maybe by that point I had not reached that level spiritually or I not reached it, I just wasn't there spiritually or, or idealistically, ideologically. But it was just lovely that that was something she wanted to share with me and it was coming from a place of love and I thought that was very sweet and I remember keeping those. But those weren't ones that were shared by my family. And and again, I, I didn't receive a lot of them. I would say one or two from distant relatives that I knew that I wasn't going to see during the holiday. And then the real giving of the holiday, the exchange, came from, as many kids get, the Easter bunny giving you a basket of sugary delights. And then we'd go up to my aunt's for an Easter egg hunt and then we would make a really unsettling amount of jello just jello eggs jello i've not heard of this particular easter tradition the making of the jello see i also wasn't aware whether or not this was a thing that other families did i just know we did it in abundance and what that was was jello most beloved by people pre-world war ii or those in hospitals is some it had a brief resurgence in the 70s let's uh, oh my apologies time. yeah the, the the age of the savory jello of course you can't go without your celery banana mayonnaise delight we would have these molds that would turn the jello. Yeah, we would buy strictly strawberry and grape, no more, no less. Or or actually, <laughs> sorry, we also have lime. And we would make them into eggs, like full on just jiggly eggs. And then we would Oh, like a mold. You'd make the egg yes, shape. You'd sorry, make an ovular yeah. egg shape. Okay. Yes, we'd make them into into molds that make them look like eggs. And then we had jello jelly beans which that feels like you're trying to reinvent the wheel i did like them but it felt like hat on a hat like they already make those and they're called jelly beans but i (laughs) we would they were molds that look like big jelly beans around this size that's going to be great for the listener and you (laughs) for the listener it's very small they were yeah grape and strawberry we would make somewhere in the ballpark of 50 to 500 depending on how we felt that year and no one would eat them (laughs) except for my sister and i and even then i think i really did eat the bulk of those I would go to town on those Jello Jello babies. So you're just sitting on a, a veritable mountain of egg beans and counting your blessings. A cold Tupperware lid post dinner. I would be sitting there watching my uncle play GTA Vice City because I wasn't allowed to play until later. <laughs> and eating, eating, eating these pre-portioned Jello bites. It, it kind of felt like they were trying to hydrate me with them, but it wasn't working. So I was just. By the way, I had uh, Easter candy waiting for like I had real candy that was there from the Easter egg hunt. And I was still go. And we made a cake. We made a bunny cake. We had a whole bunny cake thing we did. And I decided to go for the jello bits because I was a sick, poisoned child. Not well, by anybody. You didn't want to myself. be rude to your uncle who was killing gang members while while everyone's singing hymns at church. He didn't want to go. He's still in his shorts. Listen, him and Lance Vance are trying to assist Steve Scott in not losing Interglobal Studios on Prawn Island. That 
is that's a little deep for this, but I really liked GTA Vice City. I missed it, so it's pretty deep. <laughs> As I said that, I like blanked out, and you're out of touch by out of touch out of time by Hollow Notes started playing in my head. So I did, I'm not hearing what you're saying right now. It's okay. We, we have had an episode in which we deeply discussed Roman emperors, to which a person who I know listens to the podcast said, "You don't have to do that again." And I thought that was honest. <laughs> once enough. Yeah, we'll we'll go into other subjects in the future. We'll we'll hit the Roman emperors maybe once every greets giving. So there's kind of a stretch out of people interests now oh, i hope so now bobby i feel like i gotta ask because easter is another one of those getting into our favorite subject holidays where candy preferences come up so i think i've mentioned before that my favorite is the cadbury cream egg still enjoy it bought one last week do you have a favorite that comes up around easter or is it more like you enjoy like a standard like fun size milky way or snickers or we may have done this in episode two because i know we're coming up on our one year anniversary we'll have to throw ah. some sort of some sort of fet but my preferred candy now actually is starburst jelly beans i think that they really we did talk the code. yes yeah they and really they, do they're better than je- I, i've always found jelly beans waxy and sort of i didn't hate them but i wouldn't go for jelly beans plain but the starburst jelly beans for whatever reason they really got the flavor profiles correct and I, I'm, I'm i'm digging them i'm gonna be i'm already 85 spiritually but i'm going to biologically with my carbon dating i'm going to be 85 and i'm going to love jelly beans and i'm going to keep them in a jar in the front of my house and just pick at them when i please and i'm not going to feel bad about it and by that point i probably need the sugar to stay alive and i'm going to make them starburst jelly beans because mm-hmm. i think on the tiered list do yourself a favor just do yourself a favor just do yourself a favor and and buy from the best why buy the rest because starburst Starburst is the best. We all know. Even if you're not a big lemon and orange fan, those ones are better than most regular jelly beans. Number two is Jelly Belly. But the problem is there are too many wild cards in Jelly Belly. I'm going to say hot take. Don't like buttered popcorn very much from them. Everyone seems to love that one. But I think it's kind of grody. I have not had the pleasure, so I cannot. More like more like the curse. I do like a lot of their flavors off the top of my head. I do remember their grape tasting good. There was a blue raspberry one, and I'm not like a huge blue raspberry. Oh, no, there's a blueberry flavored one that's delightful. And then, mm. but but very much dead last place is Brock's. That is that is old person candy style jelly beans. And, and I, I believe we have a chart we're going to throw up to the viewer here. Nope, you guys, sorry, you guys see it? Nope, it sorry. Our nope. Google glasses okay. are broken. Yeah. yeah. Once so you... Brock's, Brock's is dead last. Is When we eventually post the chart, Brock's will be way down at the bottom. Once the VR app works for us, people will be able to see that Brock's is like dead last. And they might as well be doing the Simpsons bit where Ned Flanders runs the religious amusement park named in honor of his dead wife Maud. and <laughs> oh it's a uh, joyland or is that is that what it's called or... I, it might be praise land or joyland praise i can't land. remember yes, I, praise a praise land, land. joyland is a stephen king yeah. no, we uh, really only talk see? about four things see yeah. we, uh, apples don't far from the subject tree and then yeah. chief wiggum picks up the noah's ark full of jelly beans and he goes is there two of every flavor and ned just goes nope they're all the same flavor plain and that's <laughs> that's one step away from actual brock's flavors they really is <laughs> I had the Birdie Bots every flavor beans oh, that no. were briefly a part of the Harry Potter uh, mania of the early and mid 2000s, and they genuinely did taste like what they said they were on the on the cover. I tasted dirt. Oh, I don't. And then I had be- a jelly bean. I we have so little time on this infested dirt planet, and you want to do it judging whether or not you're going to eat vomit beans. That's how you want to spend your precious time. Look, well, I would- some of them were normal, like orange peel, uh, pith helmet. Um, yes. The, the taste of a Suncoast video cassette. You know, some of them were quite normal. Tugston. That's my favorite flavor. <laughs> or it's Wolfram. Oh, sorry. 
<laughs> Wolfenstein 3D, the game. That's one of the That's flavors. for all you chemists out there. We see you. No, Birdie Bot's never been into it. Never got fooled by it. Don't remember if I ever got one of the gross flavors like earwax. But I, I don't, I don't even want to try. I don't even want to do it. Cause they kept their promise. Let me just say that you don't have to try. I just want to say my brother and I had them, and we were like, yeah, they really did. Probably just fill this plastic sugar casing with dirt, and I just ate dirt. That one's got to be an easy one to get, though. I feel like procuring vomit flavors got to be a little bit harder. I'm guessing I forget the name of it, like buclic acid or whatever it is, the main flavor in vomit. This is a fun conversation for us to go down. But um, either <laughs> way, either I just I. I I appreciate the chemist that was able to isolate those flavors, but also how do you wind down from a day of making vomit flavor? What what Netflix are you binging? What hike are you going on? Or is that is that just like, no, I feel great. I'm able to disconnect. That guy, I assume, guy, who, what am I saying? It, it, it could <laughs> be a anyone, dude. but this, it's a dude. That guy just got in his Corvette, went home to his four wives, had a martini, and just you know did what came naturally. So I really hope that the guy who, what's it called, buclic acid? I don't remember. It's I I hope he's lived high on the hog, spending his days and his degree making that flavor. And then making himself a four wives martini, which if you don't know for the listener, it's uh, gin or vodka, just a smidgen of dry vermouth, and then four to five olives in the martini glass. Now, it's going to fill up the whole thing, and it's not a lot of alcohol, so you can have a couple of them and still feel very good. Your salt levels are going to increase, so if you have problems with your kidneys, please consult your nearest Golden Girls enthusiast. And that, you may not realize, is the perfect segue because I (laughs) have nothing to do with Easter right now, and I'm going to show you a card, Dan, that has nothing to do with Easter, but I did like it, so let's let's move to the, the main event. Hey, Bobby, what if our ding-dings want to see the card with us? Whatever shall those idiots it's due if they're still listening and god we hope they are they can mm. get in touch with us on instagram at greetings pod or on twitter at greetings cast at least until that platform falls into a fiery inferno that we'll never see the end of but so far it's still okay so talk to us there if you want us to do a card on the show or if you have a card and you want us to uh, take a look and have you on we'd love we, we would love to talk to strangers with candy if you have it and we'd love to watch strangers with candy with you guys stephen colbert Come and join us no matter what social media platform we're on. We're going to go back to MySpace. I think it's still up. So we're going to we're going to wax and wane nostalgically. I am opening the card now. All the right. non-Easter card. Un-Easter me up. Un-Easter me up. And we start up with... Great song, Dan. We start up with a... Oh, it's a fine card. It's a delightful card. It is a square card. Now, we don't often talk about the dimensions of the card when we begin here on Greetings the Greeting Card Podcast, but this one is a charming, playfully demure square, which tells you that artisanal writings are in the works. A square card with a pleasant, soothing, lime green background, and you'll know why I've decided to use that particular term in just a minuto. So stay tuned, listener. This stay, is going to get good. Stay tuned. We'll see you next week. Bye. And the- Cliffhanger. We've never done a cliffhanger card. We have not done one yet. That's only 20 minutes. Maybe we should really piss off our audience and just do 20 minutes and barely get to the point, as if we get to the point already. It's, we have a lime green background, and I should point out that the lime green has a white border around it, so it almost looks like a border of key lime pie. In the foreground, we have a- bottle of what they're trying to disguise as generic tequila because you got to avoid the brand names. But if you know and I know our brands here, it is clearly a bottle of Silver Patron. It is a Mm -hmm. bottle of Silver Patron tequila that has a delightful 
goofy little scarf around it, a, a neck bottle scarf that's green with sparkles on it. Right next to it is a refreshing looking Mart, uh, sorry, a refreshing looking margarita. I can't tell if it's on the rocks or frozen. My gamble is it's frozen. Do you agree with me, Bobby, or do you disagree? It's shaped like a frozen margarita, that's, that's but it. I don't see any ice. I'm, well, let's say it's frozen because we we are the captains here, so it's frozen as far as I, I, I think it is also frozen because you're right. That is the glass shape. I just can't see. I don't know. It's doing that fun, minimalist design where it's just waves. There's just a little waviness on top of the mm-hmm. glass, of the green glass. So I can't tell if that's on the rocks or if it's mounds of sort of frozen deliciousness. Let's say for the sake of the argument that it is frozen. There is a lime to the right of it, and the rind of the lime is also sparkly and catching my eye. And then there are two lime quarters or eighths, you know, slices uh, right next to it. So Already, my mouth is a pucker in all the right reasons. I want me a margarita so damn bad, and I haven't read the bottom yet. Which, (laughs) on the bottom, it says, in a bold typeface, sorry for being salty. And the word salty is a little bit larger and in lime green itself. So it's emphasized. Again, it says, sorry for being salty. Well, already you're forgiven, because if you give me this with a margarita prepared in this fashion, I mean, I'm going to forgive you. I mean, what could you have done that was so bad that would make me not forgive you if you produce a refreshing drink like this? DM us. What have you done that's so bad that this card wouldn't make it better? (laughs) DM us your sins, and we'll tell you if it can be forgiven with a frozen beverage. And depending on how bad it is, we will rate how complicated of a drink you have to provide to the loved one that you have insulted in order to redeem their love and affection for you. If it's pretty simple, you could probably get away with maybe like a nice cold artisanal brew. If you done fucked up real bad, get ready to get that Sazerac kit out because you're going to be I was going to say a Sazerac sling. A know, Sazerac, yes. Something absolutely. funky. I feel like a pina colada is somewhere in the middle. It's it's not hard to make a pina colada, but it does require steps. So I also don't have access to uh, a soft serve ice machine no what how do they make the the sludge you can, a blender the do you have sludge? a blender a blender that's yeah, what you i can, meant by soft, <laughs> soft serve, serve ice machine. machine that's the one <laughs> i gotta plug in the soft serve ice machine to make to make my morning smoothies that 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 does sound like what a mid 1890s inventor would have called it like you'll never believe this so you know how we get our ices in chunks right well this will condense it to the finest smoothest slurry i call it the soft serve ice machine what if you just called it a blender not now caleb i'm busy go back go back to your saltine dungeon reattach those electrodes you're not done yet is that elephant dead yet from electricity if not why I don't want to go back into the dungeon until that elephant is dead. A pina colada would be kind of tough. It does require the the blender, as see, I'm catching on. You yeah, got it. but you you could rate how how much you need to apologize because a martini or a, a margarita. I almost said martini as well. Margarita is not. It's like medium difficulty. I, I was never really a bartender or a mixologist, as I believe they prefer to be called. Were you Were you ever before? I was a bartender. A margarita B, and don't DM me if your recipe is slightly different because there's a bunch of ways to do it. But the basics of a margarita are tequila, lime juice, triple sec. And that's about the basis of what you need. I'm trying to remember if you so that's need... fairly simple as far as drinks go. They can get quite ornate after a while. Well, the only reason why I hesitate is because there's like a bunch of things you can do differently. Like you could add a little bit of lemon juice. You can substitute the triple sec for what's that French stuff called? The orange liqueur. Oh, boy. I haven't done this in a while. So 
Oh, fuck. I can't remember. Oh, Cointreau. Capri Sun. Cointreau. Yeah, that's Contra. it. Capri Sun. Yeah, Capri Sun. Cointreau. Thank you. Uh, Capri Sun, if you'd like, if you want to make a margarita middle schooler, a middle schooler margarita. <laughs> what We're going to make a recipe book. Guys, so what I did was, and I didn't put it on the Instagram yet, I made a Moscow middle schooler. He did. Oh, you have to put this on the Instagram. I'll it put it on this week. absolutely true to life. It, it looked real. I, it owe, real. I owe the ding-dings for all the late episodes. So, yeah, I did <laughs> I did take a, I had a Kool-Aid slam of jam or whatever it is, their, their version of Capri Sun. What's hilarious is that we bought those for a sketch for my sketch team, and below it, it says Kool-Aid's Blasters pouch is a signature trademark of the Capri Sun Corporation. So they are borrowing the style of pouch from Capri Sun. Anyways, Ugh. I froze that in an ice cube tray and I made a very bad drink. And I think what made it bad was, because I'm not much of a vodka drinker, I put in gin and I feel like gin is just not... The herbs don't align very well with the sugar it's a, demands. It's a powerful flavor. I like gin, but it's a powerful... you got to mix properly, because if that doesn't mix it, will definitely yeah. super not mix and be noticeable about it. I feel like, yeah. So a margarita, I think, if you are looking at the grand rubric system for how much you are going to owe somebody for having done screwed up big time. I feel like a margarita is a mid to low having messed up. Maybe you locked their keys in the car, but you paid for the locksmith, but they were still late for the garden party because it's like four ingredients you get there with a margarita. If you want to get fancier, maybe like five to six or even less. I'm the kind of person I don't really like triple sex. So I just usually ask for like a tequila gimlet. I just want like tequila lime juice on ice. That's kind of like my whole mm. thing. Fresh lime juice versus roses lime, depending on how sweet you want it. But I would say a margarita is not a complex drink. I, I don't know if I would I would say that at all. It's It takes steps to make a frozen version of it. But if you're making it like on the rocks, it's pretty easy. So... I would say, yeah, this is for a uh, a mild offense. Well, uh, what would the offense be? You think maybe? Well, for, first, before we get there, I would want to ask: Is this what you would call a Chili's El Presidente margarita, or does it not reach those mm. high high standards? I believe the El Presidente margarita does, in fact, have Patron. Ooh, I would love. Wait, can you look up the El Presidente margarita, and I'll see how wrong I am as you're looking it up. Try I'm going to say the El Presidente margar- margarita probably has. Probably has Patron, but I want to think it probably has Añejo or Reposado tequila. I don't think it's silver. I think they are going to use Cointro. What else is big in that? And then probably fresh lime juice. Oh, let's see. Oh, how wrong am I? So they are using Luna Sul Reposado tequila. All right. I already screwed up. Yep. Citronger, extra fine orange liqueur. And it says E&J Brandy actually oh right you can use brandy yes i have heard of that before you can that's that's an ingredient you can use i've also heard of like for example a blue margarita that's just Mm. you replace the triple sec with blue curacao so you can just do that because in america blue curacao and triple sec are pretty close to the same flavor yeah like true Mm. blue curacao is much more herbal but here it's kind of more just like rng sugar water I, I'm serious. Yeah. I went to Curacao and I like had a blue Curacao drink and I like in my head was thinking of what it tastes like. And I was like, wait, this is like good. This is like very good and, com- and complicated. I can taste nutmeg in it. What did you do? It's like when you have a second relationship and you're like, wow, the first one was really bad. You, know, like a- <laughs> you realize, wait, this is how I've been living this whole time. This is what being in a good relationship is. I will note too with this card there. 
is the undercurrent, you could take it as comedy or perhaps more tragedy, of having alcohol present in the phrase, sorry for being salty. So this card intrigued me when I saw it because it is, it's quite aesthetically pleasing. I think it the is. colors are it's beautiful, the sparkles. It's very simple and it kind of reminds me of a poster you'd get in college and think you're so cool. And then when you turn 32, you still have the same poster because you're so cool. You're still but, so cool. But having alcohol on the front adds a little dark humor to it because you know that the offense had something to do with drinking and that could be very funny or quite tragic it does tell a story it tells a story as to how you got there because clearly maybe margaritas had something to do with how you got to the saltiness originally and now you're trying to repay the favor of what you done did by offering more of the fuel that you added to the fire and it's like when you set my house on fire i don't want you to gift me gasoline that's yeah. not that's <laughs> Bag not of marshmallows and, and some graham crackers and chocolate and say sorry i don't want you to give me like a camping set and be like all right cool have fun good i guess you'll stay warm if you're pretty close to it so you're right there is a possibility that if you go a certain way with it it gets really negative there was a, but you're right there is something that's like also charming about the card though because it does kind of feel very like going back to the energy that we always go back to with girls night out or girls night and I think that we've been holding it up the past couple of episodes as a beacon for lighthearted, silly mm -hmm. fun. And this one is close to that, but it is the day after. And you, you had your That's wire. Right. Oh, this is the sequel to Girls' Night Out. This oh is the sequel. God. This is the sequel card to Girls' Night Out. You had a Girls' Night Out last night. And look, something happened. I don't know what. I'm not pointing fingers. But you clearly feel guilty about something. The anxiety is hitting you, right? So you need to make amends. And you might not remember how you got to do that. So let's get a card of the culprit <laughs> of, of what probably started the whole dang thing. You were having a little too many of the lime dandies. Yeah, and I shouldn't have said tragic before. That might have been too much. What I It could have been tragic. It could have been, hopefully. Not more eloquently. You said something you are just ashamed to have acted out or, or thrown up, I guess, and you'd like to make a month. Sure, that might have been it. Yeah, maybe, you know, it could have been something tragic. It could have been that your friend has to now tip the uber driver 45 dollars because you decided to make a mess of those seats however you decided oh. to do it yeah oh boy i once was at a 21st birthday party and i got stranded in actually hoboken Oof. and i took something like a 75 dollar cab ride home oh, because no. i had no place and and i have friends who may or may not listen and they'll tell you i didn't have to do that but i was the sober one so you tell me what i had <laughs> yeah why don't you go ahead and tell me what i had to do okay because yeah. you were the one being sober that night so and you... i don't know if you remember being 21 dan but you're 75 dollars you don't really have a whole lot of 75 dollar bills to throw around so that that hit me hard in the in the old economic wallet i don't even know if i had 75 dollars when i was 21 like that's a great question of if i even had that amount of money the amount i was being paid to dress up in 1860s gear back in those days i i was getting paid nine dollars an hour to wear a three-piece wolf suit in june they they took and you would have done it for free i i and you know what i did most days they were like dan you're not supposed to take the suit home and i'm like but i love it i, I look like a new century bad man but you're right like it's you you do make tough decisions like that like i will i remember a, a night of drinking with friends and then uh not being too overboard but when i lived in bayonne I lived on 19th Street and I would mm. fall asleep on the light rail at two in the morning and it would go all the way down to 8th Street and the conductor Ooh. would have to, you know, just lightly tap me and go, hey, buddy, we're out of service. And I was like, is it going back up? And they're like, no, no, this is the last car. You got to get out. I'm like, OK. So that is a long walk from 8th to 19th Street when it is negative five degrees in the winter and you have to go do a 
tour the next morning because you're a tour guide. That is a, you know, the choices we make at that age. <laughs> what a storied life you've led. Uh, b- us both, friend. Us both. $75 is quite a lot. I don't think I've ever spent that much. I think I've looked at a $50 just to get out of the city and been like, you know what? I'll just take the train. I'll just wait three hours for the train. I'm a sucker for uh, treating myself poorly. <laughs> but I want to just take a moment before we keep going to mention the art style. It's sort of a simple pencil drawing of a tequila and margarita glass, which I think deserves a note that it is pretty. It is very nice. Mm -hmm. I like the simplicity of it. I think there's something gracious and elegant about it, even if it is is for elegant. It's an an elegant card. Yeah. Yeah. It's not over overblown, which as we've said, cards have a tendency that the not so good ones either go too far or too little. And this one I really like has just really hit the, yeah. As, as a friend of mine would say, chef's kiss and I can't do it very well. Hold on. Let me try did it if it was overly bombastic with its animations or try to do some 3d pop-up shit i would be much more critical of the vibe here but the vibe is very muted and charming in that way so i don't know so far i like it i gotta see what the inside is gonna offer me before i give Mm -hmm. a full review of it here so currently i'm i'm at like 75 percent. i like where we are but you know the tides can turn as they do and Mm -hmm. the next page that we're on is the, as we call it, the white page, the page of meditation and discussion. I noticed that it's not lime green anymore, which makes me a little unhappy. But sometimes when you make a mistake, you got to sit in your own mess pile and you've got to recognize that, hey, you know, maybe a margarita will cut it. Maybe it will not. I'm going to take a sip of it and see what quality of ice you have in your fridge. Yeah, this is really when someone gives you the drink and you sip. They say, sorry for being salty. And they hand you the the glass and you take a sip and you. Mm, Yeah. And you think about like that's where we are. You have not inhaled yet. Yes, you have not inhaled. You have not inhaled yet. And they have not made that face of either a wince or a smile. You have no idea where they are yet. And you start thinking in your head, how did you mess up the cocktail? Did you maybe use ice that was right next to your leftover salmon fillets? And that flavor is just going to really mold into your freezer well. Did is your triple sec from 1997? That's not going to help you. Did you use the bad limes? We all know that what those are. You look in the grocery store; they got regular limes, they got key limes, and they got the bad limes. Did you pour it into a glass that was once owned by failed presidential assassin Leon uh, Cholgosh? No, he he he. No, he did it properly. So yeah, did you pour it into Leon Cholgosh's glass? And now you're like, well, I don't want to drink out of this. He's an assassin. The well, what was the name of the fair called? The it was in Buffalo. It was the exposition. Oh, the oh, yeah. Pan American exposition. Pit, in in Buffalo, in Buffalo, you're drinking out of a cup that has a blood-stained hand on it that clearly had just shot a gun. And it says, I went to the Pan American Exposition in Buffalo, and all I got was this bullet in my side because I didn't think to use the x-ray that was currently in exposition that could have found the bullet to save my fucking life. Oh, by the way, I'm McKinley, and I was an imperialist, so, you know, is it that much it's of a, a loss? It's a big cup. <laughs> It's a mug. It's a beer stein. It was very. Yeah. You went to the German pavilion to get that beer. Uh, it was right mm-hmm. near the. It was right near the rose gardens and the um, carousel of progress, which was, which was there at the time. Disney. Disney was didn't uh, know how prescient they would be, considering it's a circle that keeps going in the same spot over and over again. Over and over again. Talk about a great big beautiful tomorrow. Am I right? So we have sat in our moment of seeing whether or not the drink will take us into forgiveness or further down ostracization lane. There we go. Further, or we'll take us down further into ostracization lane. That's as good as it's going to get. And I go down to the... (laughs) 
You did it again, Bobby. You you get the cards that catch me off guard. So the last page. This is, is what we call a feint, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's when you think you're going to attack and then you draw your enemy out and then you just run away. And now uh, they look stupid. You got to stop using your Sun Tzu metaphors for this podcast. We're supposed to talk uh, about make me. We're supposed to talk. I can't. That's another another one of Sun Tzu's quotes. Make me. <laughs> My favorite one of his. <laughs> As as Sun Tzu once said, make me. Make me. That's ding how you're dong. That's make me ding dong. That's how you win wars. Sun Tzu just saying make me ding dong. It's a again, not a key line border. You started so lovely at the beginning. If you guys can see this and you will I greetings pot on Instagram, the bottle and the glass have this light key lime background it's gorgeous it's making me think of key west i want to like put my feet up in a beautiful hammock and be tolerant of a jimmy buffett song but this is nothing we're back to just being a white border you could have kept this up especially at the end so the end is just the white background and we have the two limes basically from the front of the card you can see there's a copy and paste of the stock images and it just says the phrase i really mean it (laughs) So now you're just desperate. You know it doesn't. So just, just to, just to, and and uh, mean it is in green and again a little bit larger in font size than I really. So the full phrase is, and I quote: "Sorry for being salty. I really mean it." Boy, you had no faith in your beverage. Your friendship lived and died by the blunted sword of you making a good cocktail, and you have no faith in yourself to make a mid-grade cocktail. Sure, it wasn't pouring bush light in a glass but they also didn't ask for you to make a goddamn hurricane it is a margarita the number one most popular drink in the united states and even if dan didn't get the recipe correctly again don't dm me i don't care there you should still be able to look this up on that fantastic glowing rectangle in your pocket and yet you still have no faith in yourself that you have to grovel at the end with limes hat and handful of limes and you go sorry for being salty i really mean it so how do you feel about it i feel really good i like the art um you know a little mad about the border (laughs) no i i i just i wanted you to carry it home i wanted this is one that you needed i'm not totally disappointed by this one i think it so so tell me what you think first and i'll tell you what i think because we might be on the same track here i think they meant for a pun and couldn't think of one i thought the same thing that's what i was gonna say it feels like Sorry for being so salty is very funny because it's mm-hmm. a margarita and it's beautiful art. Hilarious. 10 out of 10, love the first page. Gorgeous. And then no when notes. I read, I really mean it at the end. I opened it up and I really looked at it because I thought I'm missing the pun. Like it's here. There's something here right here. Like, like I'm missing the word Presidente somewhere in, in the background, <laughs> right? Like Or something. I don't know. I want to do an Expecto Patron is on <gasps> our No. Oh. Uh, but the thing is now it's Harry Potter. So there's got to be like a lightning bolt somewhere or. Or at least say Tequila Mockingbird or something. Just Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah. Um, I tequila long for you to forgive me or something like that. Mm. Or Marguerite, take me back. I I'm, I, I can't think of them on the spot. For some reason, when we're recording, I get too scared. Maybe- you should just say, sorry for being so salty. I'm really Jose Cuervo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Sorry for being salty. I'll never lime to you again. What? It's right there. Oh, my God. That would have been a good one, right? Oh, man. It's like, it's like your brain is like 
good Mad Libs. It just makes <laughs> us all better. If, if you give me enough time and if I don't look at Audacity and get scared that this will be on record forever, I'm a little bit better at it. Wait, wait, yeah, just what? forget that all this is recorded. Just forget, forget that this is going to be in the annals of time forever and we're going to be judged for it. it was there a, an attempt to make it like mean like green but i also don't see how that would have worked because for the listener like it's very green obviously it's a margarita green limes green drink green scarf that that clearly is a motif of this card green background so i i could see where they were gonna go like i really green it i don't know this is the upsetting thing about a a, an end card that doesn't land and a pun that doesn't exist is that now our brains both yours and eyes yours of a much healthier bout than mine is like we're both like it is more swollen i don't mean to brag (laughs) lucky someone got more water in their head whereas mine wickedly dehydrated it's like looking at a piece of pink jerky there's like we're both scrounging to figure out like where the pun is and instead we're just coming up empty i don't know it just feels like they gave up at the end this is one of those give up cards well kind of what i liked also my second part is the first page is Pretty funny. Sorry, I was being salty. Very funny. And then when you open up the card, just saying, I really mean it, takes it to a whole new gray area of moral vacuity and say, okay, thanks for being or sorry for being salty. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, like you you, you made me dance uh, on the on the bar with, you know, that cute guy. And I had a, I, I was embarrassed, lol, et cetera. But then it goes, I really mean it. Like, oh, oh and even... then you then you told him, like, my dad died and then he like. <laughs> gave me his number out of pity and now i have to call him like it just it just takes the whole thing on like a new trajectory of no this is actually i'm really sorry that i did that wow i bobby i didn't even think of it like that you're so right this like that's just me i'm not saying it's true no but you're right this card this card had all of the phalanges of being much more casual and fun and yeah like you said it would have been very easy to just been like oh listen friendo listen girlfriend i am so sorry that i played it's raining men 40 times on the jukebox last night but you know how much i love it had a little too many of that little too much of that patron i guess you could say i can go patron and on for days anyways here's a card for it but this gives more of the vibe of listen the reason I bring up the Iran-Contra scandal every time we go out is because I think Oliver North got off easy. He got his own TV show. I mean, and he's the least of our worries. He was just a scapegoat for the real criminals. Anyways, here's a card. Call me back. Not doing well. Like, that. you're right. Like, it, it really, it sets the stage for getting dark. And this does not, as a card, have the space to do that. It is far too casual. I have my window open currently in my apartment and I've got a spring breeze going and this card has the aesthetic of a spring summer breeze and then ends with the pleading of please tell me this isn't going to end our friendship because this is all I have going for me. This in my lime diet. Sorry, I stole your phone to text your hot cousin. I was being salty. I really mean it. I apologize that you now have to testify before Congress on the 18th. Sorry. (laughs) You know, it's like really just just kind of takes the whole mood down. I know you didn't want to testify to Congress about your hot cousin, but that's how hot he is. He's making uh, bucolic acid these days. I mean, that is that's some good stuff right hey, there. Hey, good for him. He's he's making that sweet birdie bots money. He's, he's at least he's better than your Brock's cousin because I can't stand him. Oh, I made licorice again. Boo. Who cares? Doesn't help that his name is Rock. Yeah, so his Rock Brock. Well, he took the name of his employer. That's what it was. He got kind of married to the company, so his name is is Rock Brock. Very traditional. They want he wanted to make an honest man out of himself. An honest man out of himself. Wanted to do it right when he went in. 
we've got to go to the last page here. Oh, man, I, I feel like I've lost weight. I've lost happy weight from this weight that made me happy. So it's just a white background in the back. And it is a pleasant Victorian picture frame of a logo with a buttered fly. And it says Rosenbeck Collections, www.rosenbeck.com, and then the serial number. Rosenbeck Collections, I would like to peruse your items more because I feel like you've got a good design. I There's feel something like... here, right? Like that, there. It's 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 getting there, and I haven't seen another Ro- Rosen Rosanna Beck Ro- Rosen Rosenbeck. I'm not sure I pronounce it. Rosenbeck and Guildenstern, yeah, collections. Yeah, um, yeah. they're both dead. Rosie Rosie O'Donnell and Beck. Rosie, the, the, Rosie O'Donnell and Beck are dead. No, they're not. But in this play that we're going to write, they are. It's the pop version of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. And it's with, you know, two white hot celebrities right now, Rosie O'Donnell and Beck. You can't throw a stick out the window without hitting a Roseanne and a Beck fan. God. And I and I use my Rosie O'Donnell stick and my Beck stick, or as I like to call it, my bestick. And it just it hits them as quickly as I can throw them. I, I do want to see more of their cards because you're right. There is an atmosphere that has been manicured here. And I think it's been manicured with some level of consideration, love and thought towards the artist. But I got to say, it doesn't strike me as strong towards the end. We kind of really end it with a, I, I really, it gets insidious. And, and maybe now that I'm reading it more and more, it, it, the darkness that it turns is actually kind of funny. So I like it for that reason. I don't know if I should rate this low because it doesn't, doesn't, didn't do what I expected or high because the unexpectedness is now making me laugh. Time is yeah, this, turning this, this is into a comedy tricksy court. one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's, it, it's coquettish. Yeah, it's, it's playing with you. It's like a, it's like a fine cocktail. It's teasing you a little bit. It Sultry. is. Yes, it's, it's like when you have an aperol spritz like a me and you don't care for it because it's a little <laughs> too bitter. And then you have that second sip and you go, all right. And also, mm. I just paid for this, so I'm not getting something else. So I'm going to keep drinking this. So really, it's the obligation of payment. And don't worry, you got hot wings coming out in 10 minutes. So one way or another, you ain't going to taste it. <laughs> hot wings and an Aperol spritz. <laughs> A birthday of one coming right up. It's summer. <laughs> it's summertime. Absolutely. It's delightful. So on the fridge, I think it's uh, going to land here. Let's talk turkey here. This card interestingly is caramelizing quickly in the time that it takes for us to both love it and hate it. Normally it takes at least till greets giving for me to turn a new leaf with these cards. But as I keep going back and forth, literally as I'm talking to you, Bobby, I'm sort of scrolling on my phone, looking at the pages and just the idea of sorry for being salty. I really mean it. It's nearly a gag card for me now. It nearly feels like, it nearly feels like something. This is, this is goodbye. You'll miss me vibes all over it. Featuring Johnny Della Luna. This very much has the same vibes there. And I think I've got to rate it on the emotion that I feel in the moment. We are but creatures of the emotions we feel at the time that we feel them. Forget rationality. Forget thinking deep. Go go, go with your gut, which is probably what this person did at the bar. And that's why they're stuck buying these cards now for forgiveness. And so and to that end, I am I'm going to give it a decent space on the fridge. I think this is going to go top left fridge door. So it's not going to be directly in my eyesight, but it's going to be right near the fridge handle. And I both can remember the fun little joke on the inside where I go, oh, that was pretty dark, wasn't it? But then I also, on the front of it, can go, 
oh, you know, margarita sounds pretty good right about now. So I always can be reminded of a delightful lime treat that I can enjoy with friends next time I'm out. Because when's the last time you ordered a margarita for yourself? Have you had one recently, Bobby? It's April, so it's been a while since it's been margarita season. But <laughs> yeah, I haven't used my soft serve ice machine in a while. It's been too cold. Your, your, your soft serve ice machine hasn't seen time yet, so you gotta you gotta use that. <laughs> Bobby, where would you put this card on the fridge if given the opportunity, which is exactly what this segment is for? I think this card has charmed me a little more than you. I haven't gone full gag yet. Gross. But <laughs> I, I, sorry, I, it's not a gag card Yuck. to me yet. That's what I meant to say. Yuck. You can be whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I think the message inside this card would either be so evocative or so vague because it would either be a long paragraph about how someone didn't treat me right and how I deserve better respect, yada, yada. Or it would just say, really, dude, sorry. And then I just look at the tattoo on my arm that says, I am not underline Hannibal Lecter. And I'd have to think about all the times that oh, how I don't remember getting that tattoo. So I you were having this, a friend for dinner. Sorry. <laughs> I've got to put this card top right of the freezer like it's not always it, it's oh, high up there but that's very I, I, high. I don't know if i want to see it every time but it's going to be my island like i i'm going to be thinking about this card a while after. and and that's like that's like a crowning position that's like one again yuck where you uh <laughs> childbirth's beautiful bobby don't say yuck to that that was bobby who said yuck that that is a crowning achievement of an area for a card because like, again, it's kind of like high up there where every time you look up, it'll be not exactly in your eye line, but definitely a place of of permanence. It's not exactly a place where you're thinking of taking it down anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how I feel. You know what? I like that review. Uh, this is not one that I feel requires much of a debate. I think this card has a lot to offer. I think maybe I am just naturally a contrarian individual and was just angry that it went away. I didn't want it, so now I'm mad. But it, it continues to strike me as funny every time. I'm going to be going to bed tonight just scrolling through these pages, just being like, yeah, it just gets funnier and funnier as I get more delirious from lack of sleep. Listening to us while you go to sleep, because we apparently we're very good ASMR. Well, you know, this song in particular with this card, if you mix it, guys, if you mix this song with the song A Pirate Looks at 40 by Jimmy Buffett, it will tell you to uh, kill your parents. Like Believe it. Like Metallica backwards. <laughs> well, another one in the books, Dan. I'm going to go make myself an after work apology margarita. I hope I can make one for you, too. I don't know what I'm going to apologize yet for, but after a couple, I probably will have something to apologize for. Hey, we all will be there. I just want you to know, Bobby, that in regards to what happened last week, the um, <clears throat> the Gibson's in the mail. And I decided to mail the onions separately. Thank you for your words. I'm not really ready to talk about it yet. It might never be, but just know that the package arrived wet. Cool. Well, that was a lot of money that I gave FedEx to make sure that didn't happen. And uh, when I said, can you mail alcohol to a friend of mine a couple of towns over, they went, do you want us to do this or not? Because this is technically an illegal thing we're doing. <laughs> this is not the 18. This is not the 1880s where you can just ship loose booze in a bag. Now get out of this reputable staples outlet. <laughs> I love you. Get out. Which is what they said to me. Aww, that's their logo. That's nice. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Sleep well. Bye. Bye. The Harold Faltermeyer classic. Do you know? Yeah, you know the theme. There you go. That's oh yeah. That's basically that and the banana in the tailpipe joke is basically the movie.